Everyone, before we get going, let's just take a deep breath. In through the nose. Let's hold it. And out through the mouth. All right. Hey, let's put that car in reverse. Let's peek over our shoulder. We're backing out the driveway. And we're into drive right now. Everyone, find that seat on the bus. Are we taking a lift? What's the etiquette like? You tell me, I don't make the rules, everyone, but today is Monday, October 22nd. Happy birthday, Peter. And well, if you're hearing this voice on a Monday morning, chances are, I mean, look, this is the Monday Morning Commute Podcast. My name is John. Here's my thing. I kid you not, the other day, I'm walking down the stairs. A little congested up front, though. A little blockage. And I didn't have a cold. A little allergies in the way. But it, it wasn't an allergy attack. It was more of like an invasion of privacy. I think I forgot my Zyrtec or something. Nonetheless, I'm not having it. You know, a little dust gets up in here, and next thing you know, not out of commission, but we're not operating that efficiently, at least in this specific moment. I walk downstairs, a couple of my housemates, they're chatting, and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't as much venting. It was more of like a, like a mild form of expression, just saying, I got the allergies, and I'm going to be honest, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then one of the uh, housemates put up a very brilliant point, Lauren, she said, uh, allergies, right? You get a little dust, get a little congested. Things are a little weird. Yet our kidneys, they operate at like 20% and we're totally fine. And I think that's absolutely brilliant. Everyone, our bodies are so complex. Temples. And as someone who can't even solve a Rubik's Cube, you know, you know I make my bed once a month. I'm not even going to try to comprehend the human body, but like, just think about your eyes. Unbelievable. But no, so well, let's say, let me frame it like this. Look, so uh, I go snowboarding. I'll go snowboarding for the day and I'm really enjoying myself. I'm having fun. I, hey, I'll stop at the lodge, maybe get some cocoa, maybe even a beer. Have a nice tuna melt, refuel. It was a good first session. Let's go back out. And then the last run of the day, I'm on the lift, you know, the thighs, a little weak, a little tired. It's been a long day. It's been a good day, but it's been a long day. And I'm going down. I'm thinking, you know what? Why not? I'm going to give that jump a go. I was a little intimidated, but thinking, you know, one more. Why not? Let's just see what happens. So I'm approaching the jump. I'm snowboarding, and I feel good. Like, I've got good skills, but I go off the jump, and it's a little bigger than I thought, a little bigger than what I pictured. I'm midair, and I panic, and I lose control, and I fall, and I break my collarbone. All of a sudden, this great day, a little darker. Go to the hospital. They, you know, x-ray. We confirm it. Snaps. I get some... I get some painkillers. It's not fun. I was in a lot of pain, but, you know, getting a splint a few months later, there, no surgery was required a few months later. And I don't know the healing process, but overall, I'm going to be better. Rehab it a little bit in about six months. Is that fair? Is that a good time frame? Okay. So, you know, I broke my collarbone, but the body we healed in six months. God forbid I get a little dust mite in my nose and I'm congested. I'm thrown off for like the whole day. Uh, that same dust mite, it's cousin's the ancestors, whenever they find themselves into my nose, the same result's going to happen. And unless I want to get shots every two weeks for like five years, I'm going to have that same problem. So to kind of straighten this out, uh, go snowboarding, break the collarbone, doesn't feel good, very painful, but in six months, we're good to go. Or, you know, turn on a box fan that I haven't turned on in two months, a little dust comes out and I'm out of commission for the rest of the day. And if that ever happens again, it's going to be the same result, no matter what, unless I take like very serious and diligent action. And that's the nature of the beast. It's an odd beast. It's an unsuspecting beast. 
It's like the old lady in the Avatar Last Airbender. Um, uh, the, the gang goes to the Fire Nation village. They befriend an old lady who's from the Water Tribe. Uh, things go well, they reminisce, but she was actually the one abducting everyone. Very violently, too. Keeping them captive inside the mountain. She was bloodbending, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. I, I, I just, I see that comparison there. It's so odd, and you know, I'm kicking myself right now because when I was younger, you know, people had braces. You know, we, we've talked about falling off the monkey bars, breaking the arm. They had the cast. And some people have allergies. They're just like allergic to peanuts or dust, uh, gluten, random things. I never had that. Never had that crutch. But I wanted it. It was weird. And, you know, call it seeking attention. Uh, call it just being not normal. But I feel like I've spoken a lot of those things into existence. Look, the teeth were very straight when I was younger, never needed braces. You know, the jaw moves, muscles, they go up and down. The teeth aren't as straight as they could have been. The broken arm, I wanted that, but I broke my leg instead years later. And now here I am wishing I had allergies so I could just be like, ah, I got allergies, man. A little stuffy as I kind of put my glasses up and rub my eyes, a little bit of a sniffle. It's just allergy season. And then I relate to someone next to me, just it's allergy season. That's not a reality I have, but here I am, you know, taking Zyrtec when needed. I've spoken it into existence. I, I, I think my issue is that I, I, I'm, you know, mistakenly just thought that having allergies was a personality trait and that I needed them when it couldn't be farther, farther away from that. I don't think anyone should have to take anything called Zyrtec. You can make the commercials as fun as you want. I don't care if NASCAR backs Claritin. You can make the screen blurry and then clear. It, it doesn't change anything for me. That's just the case. And hey, look, if I put this on myself, I don't want to assume responsibility, but I mean, hey, I mean that's the way the cookie crumbles. And much like you know everything, the world's not going to wait. We move forward. I found myself bowling. Actually, literally last night, found myself bowling. Uh, local lane, surprisingly cheap. Because whenever I go back home, I feel like if you go, you know, past 7 p.m., you're, you're going to be spending a lot of money. And that's not even including, like, beverages or anything. But I, for some reason, I remember, like, 18 bucks a lane per person, and they always fill out. This place has been there forever. But there's this new place back home. They got – they didn't have a strobe light. They had a disco ball, like, fun lighting, music videos. They had sports there, too. There was an arcade upstairs. Really cool space. Really cool space. Um. And I think it was like seven bucks a game on a Saturday night, which is insane. It, from like 9.30 to close, seven bucks a game. And I, I mean, sign me up. I'm a big bowling fan. I'm not necessarily good. I put good, I put good spin on the ball. I don't use it properly. It, 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 it feels good swinging back that right leg as we're following through, rotating over. I don't think I need Tommy John, but at this rate, I might. That's how I throw it, hurling 12-pound balls at pen. I mean... You tell me, but no, uh, seven bucks. That's solid. But, and here's where things get tricky though. Cause with bowling, you'll, you'll read online seven bucks a game and you're thinking, okay, that's like not bad at all. But then you don't factor in the shoe cost. That, that's, that's where they get you. And it, honestly, it, it's very brilliant. I'd be doing the same thing. Someone calls, how much is it to bowl? And you tell them straight up, like, you know what? 10 bucks, 10 bucks gets you an hour. That doesn't include the, you know, the $4 and 50 cents for shoes, the $5 for shoes, even three bucks. It doesn't include that. It's, that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hidden fee, but necessary because apparently, you know, to achieve legitimate playing performance, you're going to need these shoes. And if the reason you got to wear bowling shoes so we don't mark up the hardwood, I get that. I just, 
I struggle to believe that's the only type of shoe you can wear. I, I've read online it helps with kind of like the, it allows you to slide your foot when you throw it. But I think when they say that, they're referring to professionals. And I don't think, well, if I'm just looking at anyone bowl, 1% of people actually uses that like right foot sliding technique and it's going to be a professional. It's not going to be someone who goes casually, right? You got to just bowl it. It's a good vibe. It's a good time. You get one strike a day and that's fun. That's fun. But bowling shoes. Went to this place the other day. And when I say the other day, I mean last night. And it was, um, the, the shoes were standard, right? It was red and white spaced out kind of solo block coloring wise best part velcro really easy to get on really easy to get on i slipped off my they they were easier to get on than my shoes but i slipped off my shoe it was one velcro strap you rip it over you lock it in place and i had no issues for like two hours totally good totally good and from there you know we're rocking 11 and a half space wise i'm not looking for arch support i'm just kind of looking for something that's going to stay on my feet i don't want to move around in there but I will say this, for some reason, and I, have no, I literally have no idea why, but there are bowling shoes that, that you have to lace them up. You have to tie bowling shoes. No. no, no look, I, I've accepted the hidden fee, but when it comes to actually buying the shoes, and I've, I've, I know I'm always going to have a little bit of extra fee, so when you hear seven, you think 10. When you hear 10, you hear 15. I mean, that's just kind of the rate. But I'm not going to give you my debit card until I see the shoes. I can see that I can see the heels back. They're in those little cubbies. But take them out. How are they laced up? How do we tighten them? It's it it it's subtle. It's simple. But I've come to the conclusion. Look, I'm not going to go through uh, with the entire process of loading the rack of balls from typing in all my name. Uh, you know, to drinking water out of cups that kind of smell like bleach. To have some kids running around. There's a lot of liabilities on hand. I'm I'm not going to go through all that hassle until I can confirm the shoes are Velcro. They gotta be Velcro shoes. I'm not a clown. I'm not lacing it up. I already look ridiculous. They gotta be Velcro. Am I far off to say that? I think a lot of people can see where I'm coming from. And look, bowling is very fun. I enjoy it. But you gotta draw a line. You gotta draw the line. It's a hidden fee, and I'm getting a hidden fee to lace up shoes that honestly, sometimes people don't even untie them before they give them back to you. And the laces are so thin. And I'm someone who, when I tie my shoes, I make sure that double knot or that single knot, whatever, I'm tying it very tight. And that can be a little hard to untie at the end of the day. Think about it this way. I'm, I'm hurling a ball, 12 pounds. That's right. I use the 12-pound ball. But I'm, hurl- I'm hurling the 12-pound. The form gets tired. And now I have to untie the shoe. And the knot is so thin. And if I cut my nails, game over. Give me scissors. Let me cut off the laces. The Velcro is easy. Easy access. We could take it off even easier. A nice leather stitched in. I'm not complaining. No, 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 not complaining. I'm applauding at that rate. I'm applauding at that rate. Do we agree? Do we see where I'm coming from? Velcro made an, in, it, the, the Velcro popping in and out of our lives is something that, you know, I was, I was literally texting my friend Nick, and I think we're both in agreement. We need more Velcro. It, it, it's very evident when we're four or five years old, and then apparently, you know, society decides that we need to learn how to tie things, how to tie shoes. I don't see why we have to do that. I'm not a sailor. I don't have to tie a knot. I'm, I never did Boy Scouts. It, it's not really applicable to any other way in my life. Velcro is so simple. I, I will say this. A nice lace-up looks fantastic. I get that. I appreciate that. But I don't think we should be pushing it as much as we can. Look, if someone just wants to Velcro their whole life, go for it. 
Those light-up shoes, they're amazing. I understand it's a little annoying when you get some dead grass inside the Velcro. That's a little disgusting for some reason. It shouldn't be, but it is. But in terms of ease of access, we need more Velcro. Why am I fidgeting with broken belt buckles? Why aren't belts Velcro? There's very few things as satisfying as ripping off Velcro. Very few. It feels good. You know, we, we go all this way to get wooden back scratchers to pay 25 bucks for a fake curved hand. Everyone, just take the rough part of Velcro and rub it on your back. It feels just as good. You, oh, you, oh, you think Velcro is only used to secure things in place. Okay, come on. But, and, and do note, do note, this is coming from someone who only has shoes that lace up. But after last night's occurrence and the text message this morning, I don't know. I'm seeing more soccer shoes that are slip-on. Very few are Velcro. I think the only issue, obviously, with the Velcro is in terms of flexibility, whenever we're putting that leather strap over. You know, if it, if it, maybe we have to make it a little more elastic with Velcro on the end. It just makes things more accommodating. I, I do enjoy a nice lace-up. Like I said, I tie things tight. The point being, let's not force that, though. Let me look at the market, see if I like anything that's Velcro-wise. But if I got a belt, for example, maybe this is something I might get into. Make it myself. A Velcro belt. I can back that. It's easy. It's fun. It's affordable. I don't know. You can put metal on there, too. You can put your logo in metal. We don't have to loop it in that way. But hey, look, I respect the classics. You got to understand, this is just another point of view. Is it outlandish? I don't think so. Is it, is it not talked about? Probably. Probably. Velcro. And also, we type Velcro in an iMessage. You'll notice it's always capitalized for some weird reason. I don't know why. Interesting thought. Everyone, not looking at the clock, but I got a nice feel. This is the 21st episode of the Monday Morning Commute. And I think it's about that time. So ideally, we're parking. We're getting off the bus. You know, depending on the etiquette of that lift ride, we're either saying goodbye, we're head nodding, or just out the door. I don't know how it went. But everyone, I mean, this was the Monday morning commute. My name is John. This all was my thing. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.